Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Psychiatrist and healer Carl A. Hammerschlag is riding the Amtrak from Philadelphia to New York. The clacking of the wheels is hypnotic. He is imagining the old friends with whom he is about to be reunited. There was a time when they were in each other's lives almost daily. Now it has been years. Not more than 20 minutes out of the station, the train's whistle sounds and several staccato blasts. Then the high screech of iron on iron as the brakes are applied, several more blasts of the whistle, and the train comes to a halt. They are delayed for an hour and a half. The time of Dr. Hammerschlag's reunion comes and goes. It's over. He missed it. In New York, at last, he checks into his hotel and decides to comfort himself with a trip to one of his favorite places, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. He especially loves the Rockefeller Wing, which houses anthropologist Michael Rockefeller's collection. Dr. Hammerschlag writes, on a bench in a huge gallery, I'm gazing entranced at ornately carved canoes, each filled with detailed human figures representing ancestral spirits being carried to the other world. An elderly woman approaches me and says, excuse me, young man, to be considered young at 50 immediately endears her to me. Can you tell me what time it is? Looking at my watch, I say, it's exactly 2 o'clock. She continues without hesitation. I have a 2 o'clock appointment, and my friends were to meet me here, but they have not yet arrived. Truthfully, I have no interest in this art. Botany is my passion. I still work as a guide in the Brox Botanical Garden. It's a voluntary thing. I just love flowers. This is not a conversation, continues Dr. Hammerschlag. It's a monologue. She is speaking without comma or period. But as she goes on, it becomes clear to me that she has an appointment at 2 o'clock, and I'm it. She is neatly dressed in a blue suit with a matching pillbox hat that's set just so on her head. In her white-gloved hands, she carries a handbag decorated with crocheted flowers. She's not more than five feet, two inches tall. While I'm in this observational trance, I hear her say, and that's the secret of life. I snap back to the moment. Excuse me, but what did you say? I said that's the secret of life. Sneakers are the secret of life. I look down and see that she is indeed wearing sneakers with her Easter Sunday ensemble. Sneakers are the secret of life? Yes, she says, you can't wear them without moving. They're just not comfortable if you're standing still. At this point, an apologetic couple arrives to whom she introduces me as the young man who has graciously been talking with her. She doesn't know my name. I haven't said two sentences. 
I ask her name, and she says, Pearl, and then she's gone. Dr. Hammerschlag concludes that this was indeed the reunion, the Pearl, for which he was intended. I got delayed on the train, he says, and found the secret of life. The secret of life is sneakers. You have to keep moving to be comfortable. It has been scientifically proven that choice strengthens our immune systems. The mortality rate of elders living in convalescent homes can be lowered by 50% if they are invited to make even simple choices such as what to eat. We can choose to see, to open all our senses to the presence of the possible, even in the apparent impossible and our spiritual awakeness will make us happier and healthier. Even in an apparent catastrophe, when we look for the hidden blessings, we will find that we can see in the dark. Dr. Karl Hammerschlag writes of a friend who at the age of 19 suffered a spinal cord injury that left him unable to walk. Emerging from the trauma like a phoenix from the ashes, tooling around in a wheelchair, he completed college and graduate school and became a psychologist and specialist in rehabilitation medicine. Dr. Hammerschlag once asked him if given the current improvements in surgical technology, his friend would choose the opportunity to walk again. He hesitated for only a moment. I'd have to think, he said about how much I'd be willing to give up. He sees in the dark. Seeing in the dark. The spiritual practice of grit, stubborn hope, the insistence on possibility over probability, and an attitude of gratitude, no matter what. I'm thinking of Hugh Herr. You remember his story. At 17 years old, he was already considered one of the best competitive rock climbers in the country. Caught in a blizzard on Mount Washington, he spent three nights in negative 20 degrees. By the time he was rescued, he had lost both his legs below the knees to frostbite. At the time, he says in his 2014 TED Talk, I didn't view my body as broken. I reasoned that a human being can never be broken. I thought technology is broken. Technology is inadequate. This simple but powerful idea was a call to arms to advance technology to the elimination of my own disability and ultimately the disability of others. Five weeks after his amputations, Hugh Herr climbed a steep trail near his home. Within a year, he'd learned to design and make himself new feet, different feet for walking, for climbing, for rock climbing, for ice climbing, all different feet. Dr. Herr is now the director of the Center for Extreme Bionics at the MIT Media Lab. If they choose to, he says, every person should have the right to live without a disability. After the Boston Marathon bombing, he focused his work on ballroom dancer teacher and teacher Adrian Hazlitt Davis. 
In 3.5 seconds, the criminals and cowards took Adrienne off the dance floor. He says, in 200 days, we put her back. Cue Enrique Iglesias and Adrienne Hazlett Davis wearing a short, white, sparkling dress and a high-tech prosthetic left leg twirling across the dance floor. And when asked by a reporter what it's like to climb now as compared to the old days, Dr. Herr replies, now my calves don't cramp. Hugh Herr sees in the dark. And then there is our friend Dr. Stephen Hawking, the stunningly brilliant, stunningly brilliant British theoretical physicist, cosmologist, and author who lives with that degenerative, paralyzing neurologic disease. Seemingly undaunted, Dr. Hawking lectures worldwide, communicating using a single cheek muscle that activates his computer-enhanced voice. In a talk show interview, he is asked about the impact of his disease on his life. You know, he says, what I do is I think. I spend my life thinking and theorizing. It's what I like the most. Look how fortunate I am. I have my mind and nothing to distract me from doing what I do best. Stephen Hawking sees in the dark. One last story, a young man named John, somewhere in his mid-20s, was diagnosed with a particularly virulent stream of leukemia, and nine months after his brother donated bone marrow for a transplant, John is in remission. He says, when I was at my lowest, I said, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I saw no light until I decided that no one was going to deny me my last hope. The light, he says, the light at the end of the tunnel is not an illusion. The tunnel is the illusion. John sees in the dark. He realizes that the tunnel of fear is no more real than the light of hope. It's all in how we choose to see. The choice is ours, and choice has life-giving power. Beloved spiritual companions, who knows what our two o'clock appointment really is? Maybe we'll learn the secret of life, a pearl. Wear sneakers, keep moving. When we look for the hidden blessings, we will find that we can see in the dark. Are we willing to believe that a human being can never be broken? Are we willing to believe that the tunnel is the illusion. Only the light is real. We can choose. We can choose the spiritual practice of grit, stubborn hope, the insistence on possibility over probability, 
and an attitude of gratitude, no matter what. May we choose to see in the dark. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.